trigger warning. We're talking about a Serbian film which has a lot of violence against children, sex, rape, drugs. This film's all around terrible. Good luck. Welcome back to a new episode of Dazed and Disturbed, a show where we purposely try to engross you out, and also we talk about scary things. Everyone, it's finally, finally happening. After years of talking about this film, I found someone as brave as I <laughs> to actually go ahead and attempt to watch this, 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 one of the most banned films on earth. It's banned in 46 countries, 48, I'm sorry. It's banned in 48, including, including Brazil, United States, United Kingdom, Norway, Spain. It's all over the board. Everyone agrees about it. Whoever watches this film knows what I'm talking about. I'm here with, I forgot your name again. What was it one more time? Just David is fine. Right. We called you David. David and I have been finally had the chance to, to, to together, we watched a Serbian film. Was it worth it? No, absolutely not. <laughs> it was not worth the time and energy. Oh <laughs> yes. As you can tell from his reaction, we did not have a fun time watching it because luckily or unluckily for me, I actually own the uncut version of the film. Throughout the world, there are different cuts of the film. Some cutting out one part of what is considered the ban, the banning part of the film, while others cut out another part of the film, just depending on which region you're in. We'll talk about why, what makes this film banned. But basically, to put it lightly, in the U.S., they had to cut out and no, in yeah, I know, in the U.S., they had to cut out an entire minute of the film in order for it to be distributed in the United States. But then afterwards, they took it back and they're like, no, this film's not worth even showing the public. So. It's really hard to find here unless you find the Blu-ray, which has is heavily, heavily censored. Do you think it would have been worth it for you to actually watch the censored version? Or do you think you, you appreciate watching the uncensored version of the film? I mean, honestly, see, here's the thing. It'd be different if it was a good movie that had like terrible it parts. Was it was an interesting movie. I'll say okay. that. It was interesting. It wasn't, you could tell this wasn't like a Hollywood blockbuster film. Definitely mm -hmm. not. It wasn't like high school films project, you know, this a good middle ground towards the upper end, but I don't know if I'd be like, God damn it. You know what? That deserves an Oscar. <laughs> you know, it has won awards. It's one, it's been nominated three times and actually won one of its awards. Can you believe it? Well, those people are sick fucks, which I want to see which version they saw. Cause that'll say a lot. It came out in 2010. So, and it, <sighs> Yeah, 2010 was weird. It had like buried by Ryan with with Ryan Reynolds. It had like what's another 2010 film that came out? 2012 came out in 2010, I think, if I remember correctly. I think whatever. There's a lot of movies that came out that year. Someone Oscars, someone the most disturbing film on earth award, and for good reason. Definitely for good reason. Um, I'm just gonna take a moment before we go. I, before I get your genuine reactions. Let me give some tidbits about this film. So to let people know if this is the right film for them, yeah. I'm no Roger Ebert, but goddamn, do I re recommend this film to those who really, really, really have sick, sick, depraved minds like me. Yeah. You know what? I think this is a great film. You're going over to grandma's house for Thanksgiving, uh, which is coming up. Just, just pop it on the TV. The kids will love it. Grandma will love it. It'll be a great time before anybody goes and watches this. We are being sarcastic. Do not watch this <laughs> film with your family, please. For the love, if there are kids in the audience at this moment, I think I'll put a trigger warning beforehand. This movie has heavy, heavy emphasis on like the word I'll use is cheese pizza. And for those of you who know what I'm talking about, it's not actually cheese pizza. 
But we'll get into that in just a sec. Let me get into the tidbits and you'll know what I mean. So basically, what is this film about? It's a film about a famous ex-porn star who's down on his luck and is about to run out of money to support his family until one day an ex-co-star meets up with one meets up with him and tells about her new side hustle. And she's working with an eccentric director of pornography. So he initially refused the offer, not wanting to jump back into that life. But after a little bit of reflection, he reluctantly agrees and goes to the man's house to meet up with this, this director guy. And the director seems more or less, how do you describe him? Like a, a visionary of sorts. He seems like a someone who's a little too on their high horse about like, he's basically that dude and your friends that'll be like, Oh, I love this film. Have you seen this film? Let me talk to you about the high society. Very full of himself. Likes to think of himself as a thinker, but really he's just like weird, crazy dude. So me. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He's, he's kind of like a, a cinema snob, not talking about Brad Jones on the cinema snob.com. I'm talking about like an actual connoisseur of the film and wants to have you absorb their vision. That's the kind of director that we're dealing with. And he shoots pornography for a living. So that could hopefully that starts leading into what you're going to get into in this film. But anyways, so this guy claims that he's trying to push the boundaries of his craft. He then also explains that he's usually commissioned by clients that have particular interests and feeling a bit uneasy. Our main character, Milos, reluctantly signs a million dollar contract. And what the director failed to explain what what was that he was going to film? Well, he he, did, he wasn't given the script, and he was just like, "Don't worry about it. You, if I told you the film, what the film's about, you won't be able to like comprehend it. You won't enjoy it as much." That's where the that's where we can get to spoiler territory. So just give us a minute because that that spoiler territory is what gets us into the controversy of this film. <sighs> we just got finished watching it, so. <laughs> this is my third time watching the film. Um, Madame Moxie was next to me. This is the, this is her second time. This is David's first time, and I'm I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to talk to me after after recording this episode. <laughs> how do you? Okay, first of all, how do you feel? Just in in general, how do you feel? Not after watching this film. Um, I mean, I'll say this: it's it's right. It's it pushes the line. But it's it really helping me knowing that it is a film with actors, with props. Mm-hmm. So that, that definitely, I told myself after I watched and like during some tough scenes, like, okay, these are just actors. No one is actually going through with these things. Lots so that really helped a lot. Like it kind of pushes that boundary. Now, if this was like, hey, this is some found footage stuff from Serbia. No one knows if it's real or not. That'd be... Yeah, okay, I'd yeah. be in a lot worse mental state. I wouldn't. Oh, I would yeah. never try and buy like a snuff film. That's, that's yeah. That's too far. I know it's they're out far. there, but no. But overall, after watching it, it's gross, and I'll definitely be thinking of some scenes. But I can walk <laughs> away with clean hands, knowing I haven't watched, like you said, like snuff or like anything like found footagey. Like it's just actors who made a fucked up movie, and I just happen to watch it because I'm a fucked up person. <laughs> so we keep alluding to these like things and like how we feel about it, just like the props and stuff like that, because yes, there were a lot of puppets used. So real actors weren't in the line of fire. So let's just, let me, let me, let me, let me explain the controversy real quick. So if you're a horror junkie like me, okay. If anybody's out in the crowd, if you're a horror junkie and you know about a Serbian film, it's one of those films that, you know, you have to watch at your own risk. Because my God, the first time I watched it was with Ibrahim. He's been on the show before. And we both didn't know anything about it. One scene got to me, which you know which one I was talking about. What I was telling you, like, dude, okay, it's time to close your eyes if you need yep. to. Oh, I know. I know. I still, there's a, there was somebody on Reddit who said it better because I was doing some research on like what other people have said. There was one guy on Reddit who said it, said it better. Let me see if I can get his quote. Um, yes, there's not a single day that goes by that I don't think about this scene or about the film. Yeah, but I butchered it, but that, that's what it, that's what he said. Like, it does have a profound impact on you, and it's one of those films that you want to t- 
talk with people about. I don't know who you talk to it about, but I look, luckily I have a podcast where I force people to talk about it with me. <laughs> and like I said, this film is actually banned in not 48, I'm sorry, 46 countries, Spain, Norway, Australia, Malaysia, United States, UK. The uncut version was only released for a very very small window of time. So there were actual DVD distributions that then went out into the public and immediately got recalled. So the people who out there who actually own a DVD copy of the uncut version of a Serbian film, you have a gold mine. You are sitting on fucking royal gold. I don't know any, if there is a type of gold that is royal, but oh my God, that's, that's worth thousands of dollars. I wasn't looking that hard for that film. Luckily, I found a guy at a horror convention who was like, I actually have the uncut film, but it's a bootleg. So I'm like, you know what? I don't want to own the real film. It's totally fine. I'll get the, the bootleg. He's like, also, I'll give you the the censored ver- the U- United States censored version, the Blu-ray. Here you go. So he wrapped it up for me. I'm like, sold for fifth for like, what, what I say? I buy it for like 30 bucks. I'm like, yeah, fuck, no problem, dude. The only ways to watch it these days, if you ever do want to watch it, is that the heavily censored version, which most films take out 15 minutes of the film. And this film is only an hour and 44 minutes if if you really want to know. So, yeah, everywhere around the world, if you do see it in like a record store or or your local Barnes and Noble, like I found it once, uh, 15 minutes are gone. Unless you get the quote unquote uncut version then only one minute's gone. Okay, here we go. I'm going to. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Are you ready for this? You have to talk about it with me because I, I I can't do this. Al- I can't do this alone. I'm here. I'm here. I need I need to support. Where's your hand? I need to hold your hand. <laughs> oh. So the reason that this film is heavily censored is because there is sexual violence against a woman. That's snuff film style. You know what I mean? And the next censorship is violence against a child. And when he says child. It is. Oh, not, not, no, no. There is technically a violent part. It's not violent. It's just like a vile thing with happening with a child. No, but then, yes, the third one, the third one, there is sexual violence against newborn. No, not even an infant, a newborn. I mean, like fresh out the oven, just popped. And bakeries fresh open, like newborn. And the, Hey Paul, if I, I, you know, I can't even ask my editor to do this for me because I don't, I don't want him to watch the film. I was gonna be like, hey Paul, can you slice, splice in that, that, that part where the guy's going like, newborn porn, but I can't because then like the, okay, trigger warning. I already said it before, but they're like the, the screams. It's fake. It's all ADR. It's not a real child. It's just like. They use like a pig. That's not even like a dying pig. I think they use like an actual piglet that was just like running around or whatever. But the freaking, the cries of the, 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 the toddler have not left my mind ever since I watched day one. Like the Redditor said, I still think about this movie to this day. I own it reluctantly in my DVD collection. I want to ask David, during that scene, did you think it was going to be that hard to watch? I mean, as soon as I started getting the gist of what was happening, because like, I'm not going to describe the scene in detail. No. But at first I was like, okay, a pregnant lady, you know, you're describing the scene. You're describing the scene. I know. I know. But people are into pregnant porn. So that's what I thought it was going to be. I was like, okay, that's, that's fine. It's a, you know, out there fetish, pushing Mm -hmm. the boundaries a little bit, but not unheard of. Like people have sex when their spouse is pregnant or whatever. Like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's fun. But then it just kept going and kept going. And I was like, oh no, this isn't very good. And like I had, like I said, I had to keep repeating to myself, these are actors, this is fake, like this is a prop. But I think what got me is the audio. The audio is the worst mm-hmm. part of it. That's the audio to me is worse than the visual, which is like saying something. They did a I don't want to praise that part, but like they did a good job of like sound design. They got you. They, you knew what was happening. You knew you actually don't see it. A lot of it's implied. And also like, it's a puppet. All of it is puppet stuff. Like any of that stuff that like happens to like anyone is a lot of puppetry, except the dude's dick. Not the, not the, not the, not the creepy dude's dick. The main character, 
you really do see his dick and he has a fucking giant dick. He's dude. got a hog on him. He's I'm got a hog. Him. He's got a fucking Wiener schnitzel or a kielbasa sausage for the Polish people out there. You, you know what I'm talking about? He's got a kielbasa. Oh yeah. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's something I want to talk about real quick. At one point in time, there was actually an exhibit in LA all about a Serbian film, including in the, in the exhibit was the puppet that they used, which looks absolutely fake. Now that you like look at it in the daylight without like the slime covering on, covering yeah. it, it looks like the like that root monster from Pan's Labyrinth. You know what I'm talking about? When like yeah, she yeah. put it in milk and whatever, it looks exactly like that. Okay, all right. Go but ahead. like in the movie, it's like the the film is like very like 2000s yellow green grime. It, it was an auburn color, but you know what I'm talking. You know those films like like think Fight Club or yeah, Seven. Yeah. yeah. So it looks gross, but in truth, it was just a puppet and the person was acting. The, the director is fuck is, is a fucking insane bastard, but yeah, yeah, that's the only part that I have a hard, hard time talking about. Yeah. And like, there are other parts that are pretty bad, but that for sure was the like, uh, I don't know if I can watch this part. It also, there's a fun fact about, about this film that I wanted to talk about. It was so disturbing because the, the director's name is Sajan uh, Sopovjik. Sajan Sopovjik. I hope I said it right. Dude, go fuck yourself. I know you're from I know you're from Serbia. You can kick my ass, but go fuck yourself. You're disgusting. But a fun fact, he, he wanted to show this film at the Keynes Film Festival in Canada. Keynes Film Festival is in... Yeah, it's in Canada, it isn't it? Or is it in France? I thought it was in France. Okay, the Kane. So he tried to show this film in the he tried to show this film in the Keynes Film Festival, and the board of directors watched it before they just obviously put it out, and they were like, "Absolutely not!" So they switched out the film for the movie uh, "Buried" by Ryan from Ryan Reynolds. You know, the, the movie "Buried" is the one where he was buried under like in a coffin underground. And he had to like survive or whatever. They were saying, "You know what? We can't show this film. Put on "Buried" and just we'll 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 move on. We'll, we'll, we won't even let the guy go up on stage." Fun fact there. So, and the reason that the guy made the film is because he, his inspiration is because he grew up in Serbia in the 1990s. And there was a horrible, horrible conflict where he claims that everything in this film pales in comparison of what happened in Serbia at the time. And Serbia has been conflict for a long, long time. And I won't go into too much detail because I don't want to, I know I'm trying to bring, I'm not trying to bring the mood down as I usually do, but yeah, this, this film was, was up like, ah, I want to get his quote real quick. Cause he says it better. Best way I can say it is that he, how do I put this? No. Yeah. I'll, I'll just have him say it. It's, it's actually better than that. So Sir John Shapovic states that the film was created because it's a, it's a struggle against all corrupt authority that govern over our lives for their purpose and of the power of the leaders who hypnotize you to do things that you don't want to do. And granted a lot of that, a lot of what he's saying was very, it's, it's true because it happens in every single culture. So everyone can relate to it. Yeah. Why he made the film the way he made it. I don't know. Based on porn. I don't know. But a lot of it is that he wanted to show he wanted you to feel and understand what what it feels like to watch something brutal. And yes, most of this film was really brutal to watch. And the, the, the beginning was a slow buildup, but it was just towards the end of the film where it was just, it became hard to watch. So just imagine feeling that as a little kid in Serbia in the 1990s. And yes, you can go read about it. The crisis was terrible. I won't go into it, but ah, man, whew. Do, do you agree? Do you agree with that? Like, like what, what do you think you under you felt what the director was trying to convey through the movie, knowing the, knowing the backstory of it? I mean, he took a very roundabout way of doing it. Right. <laughs> like, I think there were definitely easier ways. And like, I don't know if watching that movie, not knowing anything about it, you would get that message from it. You're right. If you went into it with the idea of like, Hmm, okay, this is this movie's metaphor. This is what they're trying to explain. Then, yeah, it makes sense. There's a lot tolerable. of symbolism in it, too. Yeah, definitely a lot of symbolism. Like, they use um, bunnies a lot because a bunnies is a sign of in, in, like innocence. And every single person who's going to do something wrong 
had a bunny in their car or it had a bunny around them or they talked about a bunny or whatever. Everyone had a bunny basically in this film. Every, everyone's going to do something fucked up in the film. Did you want, did you under, like, do you think he was trying to be even, do you think, okay. Do you think it would have been better if he was like, you know what, let me show you, let's, let's film a war film versus like filming a Serbian film. Do you think we would have gotten the message a little more clearer that way? Um, I think if he would have went, if I was trying to do what he was trying to do, I wouldn't go war film. Because I think the war film genre is super saturated. People would just be like, oh, it's another brutal war film. Thanks. I think I would have gone like post-apocalyptic, like you have to do whatever somebody tells you. You're forced to do terrible things. I don't like, it's like I an feel Orwellian like, future kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like that's a whole different like genre that would have really got his message across a lot better. I think this was more like, a lot of his message is kind of ruined with just the pure shock value of everything. Like people aren't going to see his message and be like, man, I really relate to that. Cause no one in their right mind would be like, <laughs> man, I relate to a fucking Serbian film. I mean, some people out there might relate okay, to well, it, but we don't talk need to, to those people put in the ground. Yes. Those people need to be fucking executed. <laughs> um, some other fun facts about this film before we get into the nitty gritty stuff of it. There was, let me see. Oh, one fun fact is that this is the first and only R plus 20 film rated in Japan. And that's like the highest, like we in America have um, G through X as our rating system. It's G PG, PG 13, R NC 17, and then X and triple X. I think triple X is obviously meant for just porn, but like X rated films, like um, Robocop was technically supposed to be an X rated film, but they cut out a lot of the gore in order to make it a rated R film. But this is definitely one of the rated X films. Yeah, for sure. In America, I think this is the, uh, the censored version I think is considered an NC 17. So rated R, I think only 16 year olds can go see the film. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's right. NC 17 is higher than uh, rated R. So that's one that's one fun fact. And then another fun fact was that the director of one of the film festivals in Spain actually got arrested because someone claimed that he was distributing cheese pizza because he showed the uncut version of the film. Like he happened to have a copy. He's like, hey, everybody, OK, we're going to watch the actual uncut copy of the Serbian film. Let's do it. Somebody called the cops on him and he got arrested. And what I don't think he served any time because he was a. Uh, Again, it wasn't real. It was all puppets, but I think I had to explain it in court. I think there was a court date and everything like that, a hearing and everything. Did you know that? I did not know that. Well, then, what do you know? Hmm. <laughs> not much after this movie, honestly. <laughs> all right. Well, then let's get into the actual stuff. So I think I've already asked, but your idea of going into it without knowing anything, without with the little tidbits that we we expressed to you, that me and Nicole the Troll like expressed to you. I think even Madame Moxie talked about it one time. What were your initial thoughts? Just like the bare, the, the, the bare minimum of what you knew going into the film. I knew it was going to be fucked up. Like I knew it was going to be a weird movie that was going to have some brutal things. And I knew just from how you guys had talked about it, that there were specific parts in it mm -hmm. that were like, okay, this part is going to fuck you up. So I was interested at like what, Constantly like, oh my god, this is such a terrible movie. <laughs> but other than that, I purposefully didn't want to know anything about it so that I could come in empty-headed and so I could just see for myself what it was. Like I didn't look up anything, didn't read any articles. I just wanted to see for myself what it was all about. And did it meet your expectations, or you're just kind of like, eh, no? Um, it was definitely more than I thought it would be. Oh, <laughs> so you went in with like low hopes i went in with like this is going to be like a weird like d movie with like shitty action and like some sort of like crappy prop stuff but it was actually like it's not a badly filmed movie it's well shot know? it is well yeah. shot it's well shot the actors aren't terrible you know it doesn't it doesn't take me out of it you know so i was like that's kind of surprising and added to the realism a little bit um for good or for bad did you expect to see this many tits? <laughs> Honestly, no. But so maybe that was the one bright spot in the whole movie. That's that's a, okay. Before we get into it, are there any praises you can sing about this film? Um, I'll say this: if you like 
the movie The Hangover. This is like The Hangover. <laughs> it's it's the pacing is very similar. A lot of flashback scenes. A lot of like, wait, what happened? How did he get here? Stuff like that. So if you enjoy that movie, you'll enjoy this movie. So think of this as like the version that I think his name is Todd Adams wanted to film the, the, the stuff that happens in Vegas that he wanted to show obviously wouldn't fly with like the, um, the board. I forgot they, they're called the, the USACC. I think they're the ones who do the one who, who rate the film. They would not let this film fly again. It's banned in America for a reason. I want you right now. We're going to go not scene by scene because that'll just take up way too freaking long we're going to go to the most memorable parts of the film. So like I'll, we'll go through like maybe the beginning, a chunk of the middle, and then we'll go straight for the end. How's that? You like that? Okay. You like that boy? You like, you like that baby boy? <clears throat> Do you like that baby boy? Huh? I love that. Thank you. <laughs> He's just like, please, <laughs> please stop. Okay. So the beginning we get to see his kid found his porn stash where again, he was an ex porn star. So he's like showing the glory days of him. And he was like, fucking a chick on a bike what would mm-hmm. then we get to like what, what happens next his wife comes in is like turns off the film she's like no i, I this isn't too much for the kid we, we can't show him this it's like yeah but he was i was his age when it, when i watched my first porn i didn't say that the dad says that yeah i mean the beginning of the movie paces and is like a normal-ish movie you know but yeah, it, it it really wasn't anything that big towards the middle is when it starts to get a lot crazier the middle well, like the beginning middle, because like all the way up to when he starts talking to the guy and like signs the contract, everything's like pretty normal. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a nice slow and, the, and part one is a very nice slow burn until you like get to the part where basically like if you if you listen to my synopsis of the film, we're up to the point now where he's like in the actual like he signed the contract. He goes to an orphanage. It's called like the, the, the place is called like school for the, the abandoned children and orphanage. So yes. And there, there is a, as all great porns have, this one also has a story to it. Sort of. I didn't, I kind of understand what it's about, but maybe David can explain it better. I honestly don't get what was, that's the part of the movie that confuses me. Is that like middle section where they're in the orphanage and there's like, a woman there who's like obviously in distress, like getting beat. And then there's her like daughter there. And like the guy is forced to do sex acts onto the woman. Nothing like terrible. Like a normal uh, porno. Yeah. Like normal. But then like they make the girl watch. And yes, the little girl is, she's not a little girl. She's like, she had to have been like 16, 17. Yeah, her like on in movie age is probably around like 15 to like 17 the actress though i could definitely tell she's probably like 20s you know she was just short yeah she was just shorter has a younger looking face yeah but it was like that's the part i didn't get is because that section doesn't exactly line up with the rest of the like really bad stuff it kind of just jumps up a lot from that it wasn't like a gradual leap whatsoever so from what i got from the movie is that clients pay this director to make the films for them. So like, I guess they get to, and in the beginning of the film, you do see somebody leaving the dude's house before he meets the director. So like, it's like some Russian mob kind of guy, Like he looks the mafioso as fuck. So I guess that was the client asking for a particular like script. Cause so from what I understand from the, from the story, from the porn story, not the actual Serbian film story was that, it's about like the hero is like the, this main, this really the porn star guy. It's my Milo's. So he's like, Oh, he's the hero. And he's like coming to like this orphanage to like rescue this girl from like this really messed up mom. And she, and like the whole film throughout the film was like saying like, Oh, this woman, the, the mom of the, 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 the kid was like, Oh, she fucks a bunch of guys. And she leaves this, this little girl to like basically eat dog shit um, you should hate this woman. Basically, you should hate this woman. And this hero is going to like fuck the hell out of her and like beat her and do a bunch of horrible things in order to quote unquote protect the girl. That's as far as I get. So like there has to do something with like, oh, this hero is coming to save this little girl who's an orphan who's being taken care of by this orphanage thing. Yeah, that that's it gets deeper. Like like David was saying, 
where it gets to like this point where like, you know, let's just continue. We'll get, we'll get to that when we get to that. So next we jump cut to like, I, I understand your confusion where he, it's, it's jumping back and forth between the actual porn set and the film. So he's kind of like, you can see he's morally, morally wounded by like what's doing this film. He's like, he's already backing out. He's like, I, I can't do this. Like this, this goes against my morals. This is horrible. It, this little girl keeps showing up in the film and watching me do these heinous things to this woman. Like at one point, like the woman grabs his dick and starts biting into it. And some, and then like the director's talking to his, talking to him in his ear with like a little, like <laughs> the earpiece looks like a, like some sort of random earbuds that they just cut the wire off and they just put it in his ear. Yeah. Like it's obviously they just took some dollar general earbuds and cut it off right at the end. Like and it's like, very obvious. It, is, it doesn't even look like a Bluetooth. They're just like, we don't have the money. We don't have the budget for this man. We already have a puppet, like a baby puppet and like this chopped up head. Just, just, just put, just put it, just, just go to the dollar street store and see if you can find something. I'm pretty sure they got it out of the trash, honestly, or like the director's like looking through his, like rummaging through his, like his garage. Like, you know what? These will work for sure. But he beats her too. And like, he, <laughs> Moxie was watching it with us and she was saying like, Oh God, like the guy's just squirting Greek, Greek yogurt all over her face. And you see her, you see her like, I don't think she's actually like taking his, taking it in her mouth, but it's implied and she's doing a really good job of hating it. Moving on. <clears throat> so yeah, then it gets to the part where like he, he's come to grips where he's like, I can't do this film anymore. Like it's get it's gotten too it's, I'm going beyond my threshold. I don't want to do this anymore. I think it also has to do with that experiment. Uh, it's not Maslow. That's Maslow's hierarchy. There was an experiment where a person of higher authority or a person that you think has higher authority tells you to do something and you'll do it. It's the whole, like the, the, the Nazi, the Nazi ideology, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where like, if my general is telling me to do something really fucked up, you're, you as a soldier are supposed to just follow orders without th- thinking about it. Yeah. And they have him under contract. That's the whole binding thing that keeps him coming back. It's not just like, oh, you want to be part of this porn? Come on, come join. It's like they have him under him by the contract. That's the only reason he keeps coming back. They literally have him by the dick. And by that, by, by that, everybody in this film is grabbing this dude's dick. Not the kids, but like every woman in this sh- this movie, including some of the guys, just fucking hold on to his hog. I and mean, he's just... I don't know if the guy was uncomfortable. He's like, you know, I'm an actor. I can deal with this. Who cares? But yeah, a lot of people grab him by the dick. And that's what I think this film is kind of about. Like, well, actually, no, he, 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 tr- so at this point he tries to break the contract. He's like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to drive to this guy's house and tell him I'm out. I'm retired. I don't want to do this anymore. You don't even have to pay me. Don't worry about it. Which is where the first and the most horrific scene begins. I mean, yeah, like beating the woman is bad. But like, this is where I think the, this is where the movie gets famous is where like the director's like, dude, you don't understand my vision. Like, how can you not get it? You, you don't see it. Like we're, we're, we're any kind of, I see, I kind of see it from the director's point of view now. Like he's like the, um, both directors, like the, the fake director in, in the movie and the real director, the fake yeah. director gives this giant monologue about like how we're trapped by like our, by society. And like, basically those two amount to nothing but they're going to make something of themselves and they, they, they're going to buy like free themselves from the shackles and some other like, like villainous bullshit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But from anybody else's mouth, this is like a, this is like a villain's monologue, but if it came from like an actual person who was trying to like fight for an act, I'm not saying activists are evil. I'm just saying an activist would make it sound better, but put it in the wrong context. It sounds like a villain, like a villain, villain's monologue. And after that is when they show newborn porn <laughs> and the, like the, the actor, like Milo's just up and nopes out of there. He just gets the hell out. He's like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. But what he didn't realize was his drink that he was drinking with the director was spiked with, um, bull testosterone or bull, um, bull, bull Viagra. Aphrodisi- yeah. Bull Viagra, bull aphrodisiacs. So this guy's getting like aggressively horny. And like, uh, this is where I see the comparison of the hangover coming in because it cuts to the next day. And he's like, I don't remember anything from, from, uh, like last evening or last afternoon. He got there like in the afternoon and then he doesn't remember anything. So then he's trying to piece together. Like, why am I covered in blood? Why are my knuckles all bloody? Like what, like, why does my nose hurt? Why does my ass hurt? Why is he pissing blood in the toilet? Yeah. Why is he pissing blood in the toilet? What's going on? So 
he then is like, okay, fuck it. I don't understand what's going on. Why am I covered in blood? Something happened last night where I'm starting to get flashbacks of like, oh, this, this particular room. And he's like, wait a second. I think I might know where that room is. So he goes back to the director's house and then his memory is still foggy, but he's starting to piece everything together where the next horrific thing where depending on which region you are, if the newborn porn isn't, isn't, if the cheese pizza isn't good enough for you, some regions actually accept that weirdly enough. That's what I'm, that's what I was going to talk about. Weirdly enough in some parts of the world, the cheese pizza stuff is actually in the film versus this part where like he's, he's all hopped up on testosterone and like, um, bull Viagra. So he starts having sex. Well, he starts basically raping the, the one girl from, um, the beginning throughout the entire film, she was like, like the depicted as the whore. So the director's like telling her like, beat her, beat her, beat her. And then eventually yeah. he gives her like, he, like somebody off screen gives him a machete and then he cuts her head off and starts having sex with a dead body in parts of the world. That's too much. Honestly, the cheese pizza stuff is too much for me. That one is not that bad. The, 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 the there's blood squirting out. The head falls off. Like the body goes limp, but he's still having sex with it. It's to me, it's, it's not funny. There is a, there is a kind of a humorous part to it where like the guy has to like basically kick the, kick the dead body off. It's like, all right, all right, you're, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Like, that part's funny, but like, I can't believe some parts of the world consider that too much. I guess because it just shows it like violence. It, it shows like it going, cutting through her head. And it's not like a comic, like cartoony one clean chop. Like he has to hit her multiple times. So I guess like, that sort of violence where like the the cheese pizza kind of stuff is very implied like you don't see actual uh piv like you just hear a lot so i understand that um but i don't know i mean they're both pretty bad but i would definitely if if you sat me down peeled my eyes open i had to watch one of the scenes in its entirety again i i would definitely choose the one with the chick a thousand times the the headless chick yeah me too and you know, I think because I, th- I think there's like a like a, a law in Australia. Oh, I know like video games are like almost banned in Australia because uh, like people can't play play Left for Dead in Australia because if you shoot someone's head and like shoot the zombie's head in Left for Dead, like you see the head explode. So that in Australia is actually what makes that that game banned. And there's, I, there's a lot of things in that. Like I, so I think in Australia the movie's banned because of the 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 violence in in the movie which i don't understand why because they'll all the australians i know are like rowdy ass dudes i'm like you go for it buddy i won't drink with you 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 go for it we get to the part of the film where like he's starting to piece all of it together and he gets to like the point of the film where he's trying to remember how like what happened to his family and he, he went back, he got the director's videos, like what he's been filming. And he realized the friend that invited him to watch the film, which she's a piece of shit too, apparently. Like she, she was the one who was like, you should have just hurt this. I think she loved the guy is what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think she thinks like, she's kind of the same where like, she's like, I'll do anything for the art of porn, like for bodies. And like, I'll do anything. She's very philosophizing like porn dude. And she was telling the director, dude, like, hey, you shouldn't have given him drugs because if you give him drugs, he's going to act crazy and killed that chick. Instead, you should have just, oh, just threaten his family, threaten to slice his son's ear off. Like, she's definitely crazy, too. But I, I had a f- I don't know if it was you or me, but I got a feeling that she loved the guy because she kept trying to partner herself up with him. Like, yeah, she tried. She exposed herself to him. And, yeah, she was there's a lot of instances where she's like grabbing him, grabbing him and stuff like that, which in like a very like there are some relationships that i've known where like the either a female or a male or both or your their partners are very like handsy on with each other when they're like in love so i think she, it was a lot of the things where she couldn't remember the um she couldn't remember the wife's name but she can kind of remember the son's name yeah so like she was trying to play the whole like coy like i think she loved the guy and was like you know what get rid of the wife so i can have him in the end she dies no matter what she gets her teeth ripped out and like she gets like choked to death with a dick <laughs> with a dick with a dick and that that part is not that part is brutal too but okay i in the sorry paul maybe this film won't, won't even i mean maybe this episode won't even make it on make it on air because of all the shit that we've been saying but do you think she actually was sucking his dick because um, you, you did see mouth and like 
dildo or mouth or like prop or mouth. I think it was a prosthetic. You think think so? Prosthetic. Yeah, because they film him from behind and from like a side angle, enough to where like it looks like he has it. He always has it in his hand first. Yeah. And either everyone in fucking Serbia has a fucking 12 inch hogger, or it's definitely a prosthetic. And that was probably for her benefit so that she could just stick it in her mouth a little bit and like pretend to choke on it. And her mouth was super bloody anyways because like the whole teeth pulling thing. So I think they could get away with a prosthetic there. I don't think she was actually doing it. Again, this film is brutal, everybody. Whoever, whoever's still here listening to this garbage, thank you for staying and listening. We're almost done with this. this is the, actually, we're at the climax of the film. We get to the part where like he he gets picked up. Oh, so he he finds out his oh he's, I forgot to mention this. His brother is in, also in, in this film too. Like his brother's a piece of shit. He's a crooked cop who gets in on the fun. If you understand, if you get my drift, if you catch my drift, if you catch it, catch my drift. Um, yeah, it's the brothers involved somehow because Milos is like, yo, you need to pick me up. Like, he's like, where are you? He's like, oh, pick me up from like Ashby and, and, and Howard street in between both of those. He's like, All right, cool. I'll be there. And then it turns out the director's goons come out and pick him up instead. So he gets to a warehouse where he starts getting more, he gets doped up more. And then he goes into a room where he sees two people laying in a bed like with most of their bodies covered except their butts and you know he's already hopped up on <laughs> he's hopped up on bull viagra so he goes for the 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 bigger body you know what i think for there we're just gonna glaze over what he does next <laughs> yeah yeah because it's it, it gets at that, that point it just it's just it's too much for me all, but, all i'm gonna say keep it very generalized please is the main guy his wife and son Stop. are taken i don't know what happened to them and then in the scene there's two random people stop under the stop, 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 stop that's enough that's enough that's enough i don't know what happened after that stop stop that's enough that's enough you, you're overgeneralized you're overgeneralized yes if you can catch if you understand what he's trying to say bad stuff happens but anyways the love of a father and the love of a mother make these two go berserk and they kill everyone in the, in the warehouse like the director gets his head bashed in and is still doing like this like villainous monologue where he's like it's cinema it's art it's film and then everybody gets like one dude gets like the brother gets the crooked cop gets throat ripped open by like the wife by her biting into his neck the milos kills two of the guys by like shooting them and then like putting his dick in one of their other like the guy who does the nasty stuff with the cheese pizza stuff that the guy watched in the video. He has sunglasses on the entire film. Milo's accidentally knocks them off and realizes he's, he's missing an eye. So in that missing eye, he sticks his dick straight into his fucking skull and starts <laughs> skull fucking him. Yeah. And it, kill, it kills him. That's a, that's a powerful dick. It kills him. And then, yeah, at the end of the film, he finds out like, oh, my my family isn't here with in this warehouse. They're actually at home because I locked them in the basement for their own protection. So he comes home. His son is completely like, what, what was, what did you say he was? Like he wasn't loopy. He was just, he just seemed out of it. Like catatonic. Yeah. Catatonic is a good word. Cause they gave him drugs to like sedate him. And like, it seemed like it was affecting his mentally. Like he didn't say anything after all that stuff. I don't think he was, I don't think he was catatonic at that. Like at the end of it, I think he was just like trying to process what just happened. See, I don't know. It could be both. I don't know if he was just like mentally drugged out. And so that was affecting him probably, but also like the drugs are still wearing off of him. I don't know. This movie ends off in a bleak note where like, I say like a lot. I am from California. Did you guys know that? I'm from the Bay Area specifically. Did you guys know that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you did. The show's a Bay Area show, by the way, BTW. Anyways, this show ends off, this movie ends off in a bleak note where Milo's can't handle the pressure of what he just did. The wife can't handle the pressure of what he just did. Their son is just in La La Land. So I don't know what's going on in his head. And the dad ends up killing everyone in the house. He's like, you know what? Let's let's do a suicide pack. They kill themselves. And when you think the movie's going to end that way, the mafia guy from the beginning of the movie is actually has a camera in the in the the room with them, with the dead bodies of the family. And some of his goons. And some of his own goons. And he's like, all right. Start with the little one and then work your way up. And then the movie ends there. 
it just yes. it just had to get in that last punch. They don't even get to have a good fun ending. What? How can you make this film fun? I don't know. Like you, they, they could have ended on a hopeful note where like the family is fucked up, but they get away. And yes, they kill themselves in the end. But you know, at least they went out on their terms, not the director's terms. You know, right? But no, life isn't like that. Just like his analogies to uh, the other stuff. So like, yeah, I I I see the comparison where like life is just brutal. Life is just pain. And I, okay. After all of this, do you think the movie deserved all the infamous height that it got? Um, yeah, I think it's definitely up there. If you're just watching normal horror stuff, this is definitely a a jump up. This is definitely a jump up. This is extreme horror. Yes, for sure. This is, I I, know because there are is extreme horror where it's kind of like in the exploitation stuff. This is beyond that like i'm desensitized to a lot of horror i can't handle this film this is my third time watching it but i closed my eyes and i covered my ears at at some points of the film would you ever recommend this to your friend fuck no (laughs) absolutely not it's bad enough you recommended it to me (laughs) i just needed to have an episode on it man i just wanted to do it it's been a long time coming i really wanted to do this episode yeah fair enough is so besides the cinematography, besides the okay story, is there anything else positive that you want to say that now that we've completely gone through the film? Um, I think mm-hmm. it's a good step up, like you were saying earlier, from normal horror stuff. You're like, oh man, I've seen like all the good horror movies. I'm wanting something that'll really like make me feel disgusting. Like, I want to feel sick, I want to feel twisted. Like, this is a good way to test the waters to see if you're ready for the next step because this is pretty fucked up but it still has the like these are just actors this is just a movie it doesn't get into like snuff i mean it does well yes but it but doesn't feel like that yeah yeah so it, think about it this way for the audience and the, uh, for the audience is still here think about it this way horror itself normal horror is like marijuana just the plant right? You, you, you grind it up, smoke it. You're there. It's like watching Friday. If you're watching Friday the 13th, compare it to like your first joint, you smoke it, you enjoy it. You're, you're having fun. Great. It's over. You're done. You came down. Great. Extreme horror, like audition and like, uh, yeah, audition or, um, ah, what's an Ichi the killer that's doing dabs. That's like getting the actual waxy shit off of the stuff and doing dabs of that stuff. Dabs are strong, but you still come down. You still have the same high. You might be even higher than usual. A Serbian film is cocaine. If you're already going into that level of horror, you might be going higher than usual and going to like the heroin or the meth, which is like vomit dolls or like uh, faces of uh, faces of death would, would have been an extreme horror film, but that's more of a documentary. But anyways, you're going to like vomit dolls or snuff, whatever. That's cocaine. That's heroin. That's meth. Serbian film is definitely cocaine. Do you maybe? What do you think? Or you, uh, you don't think yeah. it's that much? No, I would definitely agree. I think it's up there. My analogy worked. Thank goodness. I got a win for tonight. And that's, you know, that's honestly all I want to talk about from the film. It is, it is a, it is, like I said, it's a really hard film to find. If you can find it, please only watch the censored version. If someone offers you, like me, to watch the uncut version, just say no. Just like say no to drugs. Yeah. The D.A.R.E. program really worked well, huh, kids? If you knew what I looked like in real life, you'll know that the D.A.R.E. program did not work. <laughs> oh, I know that it did not work. <laughs> <laughs> so bottom line, guys, thank you so much for listening to us once again. We rambled. We talked. We did. We discussed you guys. If we did, email me at daysanddisturbedpodcast at gmail.com. Tell him us. Tell me why I'm such a filthy, disgusting human being for watching a film this grotesque. There might be more dis- disgusting films. You can call me a pussy for not watching those really, really disgusting films. I still have in my collection a bunch of those kind of films. By the way, I'm going to review them all eventually. Just give me some time from a Serbian film. I can't even watch porn normally for a month from starting today. Give me a week and I probably should be okay. But we also have our Instagram at Days and Disturbed Podcast at Instagram. We have our Twitter, Days and Disturbed One, which is D-I-S-T-U-R-B-D and Disturb. 
It stops at the, after the B and it's number one. That's our Twitter. I'm mostly active on there. I'm trying to get better. I, I finished moving studios. So I'm getting back into the rhythm and this stuff. I promise you, I will give you the dolphin episode. Maybe next time, maybe the time after who knows I'll give it to you soon. Uh, what else can I plug? Uh, you know what? For now, that's all I can think of. David, is there anything else you want to say? Um, I just want to say at the time of recording, I just want to say happy birthday to you. Oh, it was yesterday. Shut up. The 31st. So Shut happy up. Birthday to you. Hope you had a great time. Hope you I did. Fucked I up did. And got some great sloppy toppy from the missus. But um, <laughs> other than that, no, I didn't have anything else. It was a pleasure and cool. a pain, but mostly a pleasure. Always working with you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for for trucking with this. I we were supposed to watch this with Nicole the troll, but she lucked out. She couldn't feel. She could not watch this film. Yeah, she has big people responsibilities. Apparently, no. I just I understand if she couldn't watch the film because this film is. You can tell her after this, like how disgusting the film was. I don't know if she watched it with you. She Did came she? in during some parts and she's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> okay, well then she understands. Well, thank you so much again once once again for listening to us. We are Days and Disturbed. I am Danny de los Monstros. If I haven't mentioned it in the beginning. <sighs> Kids, like I said, don't watch extreme horror films. Don't don't go past dabs. Cocaine's not worth it. Have you ever done cocaine? No, have not. Why well, on that, have I? No, you offering? I mean, <laughs> catch me after the the, the recording yeah, session. Yeah, let's maybe. talk after the podcast. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> All right, everybody, take it easy. Bye bye. Give me a kiss. Come on, come give, 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 give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. Mm-hmm. I love you all. Bye bye. Bye. God, that film was gross. It was gross. Definitely uh, feel like I need to take a shower now. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is the part I'm talking about. All right, covering my ears and eyes now. Oh, man. Come on. Why is she watching? Why is she laughing? Oh, can't get. Newborn boy. Oh my God. You just watched the one minute that was cut out of the American version. That's what made this film banned. Understandably. I mean, they make it, they do a pretty good job of making it like. Believable. Pretty implied, like it's not that graphic, other than like the sound. Yeah, and I think the sound design is what like fucks fucks me up. Because to this day, I still can't think. There hasn't been a day that goes by that I don't think about this one scene because it's it's so fucking vile. Oh goddamn! Silver tongue, audio. <laughs>